0: One and two and three and four. There's murder
1: and intrigue, but the kids of Riverdale are going to be just fine, just fine, just, just fine. And there's Jughead and Betty, and the dad's a serial killer serving some jail time, jail time, jail, jail time. We got milkshakes, it and mimosas at Veronica's Yeah, the kids of Riverdale Are gonna solve some crime Some crime, some, some crime Cause the kids of Riverdale Are gonna still be fine Maybe damage, damn, damn. Sit right down, you're gonna have a real good time With, with Team Cheryl Who's
0: Archie? Hello and welcome to another episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas. And you know, since we're living in a time of paranoia and we don't really know who we can trust, I figured it was the best time to talk about the Scream franchise. Why are we talking about the franchise and not just the first one? Because the first one features Skeet Ulrich. Oh, fuck you! It's my podcast. I do what I want. So we're talking about them all. We're only going to talk about the movies. Uh, I'm going to probably talk about the TV show a little bit because I have thoughts. But, anyways, uh, I'm not joined alone in this journey through the realms of cinema. I'm also joined by Adam. Hello, Adam.
2: Hi, I'm Adam. I'm a lawyer, and I also have seen Screams.
0: Screams? Scream. Yep, all, all of them. The documentary? Yep. Yes. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. And uh, the trusty co-host, the only reason why you listen to this podcast most of the time, and then as soon as you find out she's not here, you probably tune out, Valeska. Hello, Valeska.
3: Hello. I'm enjoying my quarantine very much. I haven't had to wear a bra in about a month, so things are great over here.
0: Dope. Count Dopula, as the kids say. I know. They don't say that. (laughs) I, you know... Jingle
2: jangle, the kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And last, but certainly not least horror queers aficionado himself joe hello joe
1: hello how's it going i'm also not wearing a bra is that okay ah,
0: yeah. awesome there you go it's good it's good good times uh yeah so we're basically we're gonna talk all about the scream franchise and then we're gonna have ye old oh happens every two weeks on twitter debate what is the best scream movie and then uh, we're all just going to devolve. We're going to find out that Adam's probably the killer and, uh, spoiler alert, and uh, get on with our lives.
2: I'm not handsome enough for that. Um, but,
0: uh, I mean, I mean, Roman wasn't that handsome. Uh, anyways. Wow. Uh, but, wow. <laughs> Hot
2: takes on Scott Foley.
0: <laughs> well, actually, sorry. What was the Colkin boy? Which one? Which Colkin was that? Kieran. Rory. It's oh, it was, was Rory. Oh, it's Kieran.
2: I thought Wait. it was Rory.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: was cul- it? Yeah. Oh no, I'm you're a- right. It is Rory.
0: Oh my goodness. Kieran is the Any- more handsome one. Anyways, mm. he's he's fine. Like he's like a he's like a serial killer five. So. I mean, <laughs> if he had a
1: better haircut, it'd be a whole different story.
0: Yes, agreed, agreed, agreed. Uh, so yeah, so let's just get started to find out everyone's history with the franchise. Um, so Joe, let's start with you. How long has the Scream franchise been in your life, and has it affected it at all?
1: Uh, let's see. I was working at a movie theater when the first one came out, and I famously have told the story before, my sister ruined the ending for me, so I waited almost a full year to see the first film, because I was like, well, I don't need to see a slasher movie where I already know who the killer slash killers are, so that was very frustrating, but then when I finally saw it and realized it was amazing, I subsequently saw each of the remaining films in like, opening weekend, and then I also watched all three seasons of the TV show, because I am a sucker who doesn't <laughs> like myself.
0: Uh, you know, I I would beg to differ on maybe the first two seasons, because they're almost entertaining, and then the third season is one of the worst things I've ever seen. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I want my, so I want my TV show to be called Almost uh, Entertaining,
3: uh, oh. <laughs>
0: I mean, it stars that's, Rory that's, Culkin. That, that's what this it stars podcast, all the Culkins. Oh, God. All the Culkins. Almost entertaining. Uh, <laughs> and we would be the official podcasters. Of,
1: uh, <laughs> and it's on the E! Network.
0: Oh, Ooh. my God. <laughs> oh, Valeska, what is, what's your history with the Scream franchise?
3: Um, I don't know that I saw any of them in the theaters, but I did love the first one second one kind of diminishing returns the third one is garbage
1: how can uh wow you're so wrong right off the top
3: (laughs) this is already the best uh the fourth one i could take it or leave it wow
1: yep oh man i said what i said
0: oh there's a friendship fire being started here well, good. Good to know. Good to know. Um, and and you haven't suffered through any of the TV show? Am I am I to understand this correctly? Uh, I have not. Oh my goodness! Wow. I went for Scream Queens um. instead of Scream. Oh, you did. You made the better choice. I think. <laughs> I think you made the better choice. Scream
3: Queens is. It is almost entertaining.
0: <laughs> almost entertaining. Adam, because uh, I have to go to you because you're also here. <laughs> Just, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> <laughs> What's your history with the Scream franchise?
2: Okay, so this is going to be super embarrassing. Um, so I liked a lot of uh, other horror franchises before Scream. So I legitimately saw a scary movie <laughs> before I saw Scream, mm-hmm. which is that
1: doesn't count as a horror franchise. No,
2: no, no. But no. that's what I'm saying is it completely ruined everything. Um and then I watched Scream and I was like, oh, this is like a good movie. Oh, okay. Uh so I was very I was very happy about it. I saw Scream One first, then Scream Three, because it always played on TBS, then back to Scream Two, uh, and then I saw Scream Four in theaters, and um yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the hot takes. It's gonna be like uh a school cafeteria. You're going to get the hot gravy
3: I feel like takes. I already brought some hot takes, apparently.
2: <laughs> well, I'm... It's
0: going to be like a school cafeteria, well-known for hot takes. Every time I go to a school cafeteria, they're always like, and sir, here's some pancakes, and oh, yes, don't forget the hot takes. Uh, it's quite a good point. Good to know, good to know. Um, I am looking forward to those hot takes and to make fun of you for them, because I am mean. Uh, Yeah, so I have seen the entire franchise uh, many, many times. It's kind of been my go-to horror franchise for years. Uh, I remember I used to watch Scream 2 before I had any exams. Like, if ever I had, in school, I had exams, and I just needed something to, like, calm myself down and, like, cool the onset of anxiety. I would always watch Scream 2, Uh, and that would kind of be, like, my go-to for just, you know, calming down. I used to also watch so wholesome. But Yeah, it's wholesome, you know? You know, you gotta get to all that singing and murdering. Like it's the perfect, it's the perfect thing to, to calm down. Because uh, at least you're like, well, this test is hard, but at least I'm not being stabbed. Wow, that's great. Uh, I don't know why I did that in a Jerry Seinfeld thing, but. Um, <laughs> I, I think the third was, like, I didn't see the third for a few years because I'd seen the first two one after the other, and then I was like, wait, there's a third? I must track it down. and I, <laughs> Then you track it down, and you're like, well, maybe not. Maybe must wasn't the correct term, but I did track it down. And then uh, I remember I was in such a weird point in my life when Scream 4 came out that I was just bored. So I actually saw that movie twice in the theater, even though I don't love it. Like, I like it quite a bit, but I don't love it. And I saw it twice in the theater just because I was really bored and I was didn't have anything to do. I was like, I mean, I guess I'll go see Scream Four again. And I don't know. It's not like I have friends, so I guess I'll do this. And then 2011 like, was
1: the dark year, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and between yeah, 2011 but... and now, no change. <laughs> you guys, hot take. hot take. Andrew's a loser. Not a hot take. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so I've seen all the movies plenty of times, but the reason why we're talking about uh, Scream in general is, of course, because Skeet Rick is all over Scream. The, yes, he's all over Scream, the movie he's in, but he's also in Riverdale, which is the podcast's point of the podcast. So before we get into that, I want to talk about how I found out something really horrifying while doing research for this, And that was that there is a Riverdale actor in Scary Movie, so I have to watch that fucking movie for this podcast eventually. (laughs) The first two
1: are actually not that bad. Just putting it out there. Like, they get a bit of a bad rap, but in terms of, like, all of the other parody movies that followed, those (laughs) ones are, the first two are kind of clever.
0: Okay, that's fair. Joe, you are a much smarter person than I am, I will admit that, but those are just, I can't do them. I can't do them, so uh, it'll be fun. But you know, you know what, Valeska, Who, who from Riverdale do you think is in Scary Movie? I'm gonna say
3: Lachlan Monroe because he's the worst. Yeah. It is definitely
0: Lock- it's Lachlan
3: your Monroe. Boy, Lachlan. Never call him my boy again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fine. But yeah, so I will eventually have to watch a Scary Movie, which is awful. Um, Joe, Wait, does that mean that I have to watch it? Uh, now you just yeah sure. Now you have to watch it. You the comedy, the sucker. comedy
2: comes from the fact that Lachlan Monroe has a a small penis. That's the whole joke of his character. That's it. Oh yes, yes I yes, see. Oh, yes. that's
0: okay. That's actually a thing. I was like, did you just like defame? Him no, that would podcast, be weird. Right? And <laughs> can you defame Lachlan Monroe though?
2: <laughs> his
0: lawyers will. Oh, uh... uh, Joe, did you like it? Yeah, his lawyers are going to come. His lawyers are going to shut this whole thing. He down. can't
3: afford lawyers. He's selling himself on Cameo for five bucks a pop.
0: <laughs> Alaska, if that were true, you would have gotten so many messages from Lachlan Monroe. Like, <laughs> and you and I would not be speaking. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. We would only be speaking through Lachlan Monroe. Oh my god, <laughs> I love Lachlan. that for us.
2: Happy, Happy quarantine, it's Lachlan. me, Lachlan.
3: <laughs> we could be keeping him fed right now. Okay, I'm going to look him up on Cameo. You Actually, guys you know what that,
1: that almost sounds like a weird quarantine podcast that pops up like happy quarantine. It's Lachlan. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, God. Can we oh start God. that? Without him? Yeah, yeah <laughs> Without for sure. You know what? Let's start it. That's the new spinoff <laughs> podcast. You know, we're not even talking about Scream anymore, guys. Let's let's talk about Happy Quarantine with Lachlan Monroe. Uh, okay, before we get to the movies, Joe, did you mm-hmm. like any of the seasons of the TV show? Because I think the first two are not bad. I think, like, the first one is a bit iffy, but then it makes interesting choices near the end of the season, which I think kind of made it all worth watching as to, like, what character survived. And then I kind of liked how they played into that. In the second season, because I thought the second season is kind of good. Actually, I think it's kind of fun. Now, I mean, again, it doesn't it doesn't feel like Scream as much to me. It feels like a di- like it feels like probably like it's almost like a, I know what you did last summer TV show. Almost is where I would put it in quality ranking. But uh, the third season is just hot trash.
1: Oh, uh, the the third season is like we didn't even watch the movies. We literally just inherited this title, and then we made the worst garbage shit we could make
0: and might i add okay that in that show the horror movies that the characters are watching to study one of the characters is like shit you not watching hellraiser judgment and you're like mm. bitch bitch nobody watches hellraiser judgment and it was like they they somebody went into the room and they paused the movie and you just saw old chubby cheeks pinhead and you're like no get that pinhead poser off the screen
1: yeah it's like oh we could afford the rights to show a split second image from hellraiser judgment because we didn't have the budget to do anything else
0: i think it was like literally because i think i think that show is still dimension and i think it just goes to show just how much dimension as a studio has declined in that this is what they can afford to show because they have the rights to it Mm
1: -hmm, they mm -hmm. and velasca that is the hellraiser that i made you watch so you you can speak to the quality of that fine film
3: what quality? There was no quality in that film. <laughs> wait that a is minute, a wait,
0: quality. Wait a, minute, wait a minute! You're still talking to him. <laughs> You're still talking to Joe after this.
3: That's... Oh, I bring it up every time we have a he said she said article. He's still not completely off the hook for it, but we've we've reached an agreement.
0: <laughs> we've reached an agreement through Lachlan Monroe cameo. Up here. Oh, by the way, he's fifty-five dollars per
3: cameo. Fifty-five
0: dollars. <laughs> I did my research. Dollars? That's so much. I didn't spend a 55 of my hard-earned corn dollars on that. Nope. Yeah,
3: that's a lot for Hal fucking Cooper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but to to come back to the question at hand, I... I did find that the second season got a little bit better, but not enough for me. I found a lot of the characters just excruciating to watch, but particularly the lead actress, who I find, I'm very sorry to say, I'm sure she's a lovely person in real life, but she is talentless as an actress.
0: Oh, hated her.
1: Wow.
3: <laughs> Hot takes. Wow, okay, that's- Hot like... takes with your
1: pancakes here, people.
3: <laughs> you took it and made it good.
0: Wow. <laughs> You took it and made it good. Well, congrats. You've just inherited this podcast with 10 listeners, so bye. Yeah.
1: Well, have fun with your I'm Lachlan I'm changing the podcast. name to
0: uh, Happy Quarantine, it's Lachlan.
1: <laughs> Subtitle, Lachlan without Lachlan. Uh,
0: do you th- Joe, do you think they've ever done slash a, sl- a good slasher television season?
1: So, so while you were peeing before we started recording, we I had a side conversation about slasher. And uh, Adam and I are in agreement that we think seasons two and three are pretty darn good. And you can catch those on Netflix if people haven't watched them.
0: Okay. I will get <laughs> your opinion. And we'll <laughs> go on to uh, the I mean, dish. I don't
1: think it's like high art by any standards, but I find that the kills are actually, particularly in season three, the kills are really good. And it's shot well. It's.
0: It's shot in Hamilton, and like every time anything happened, I was like, "Yeah, this is just something that happens in Hamilton." Like, okay, well, is- so like- I'm so sorry not realize water. that we were being
1: unpatriotic. I don't mind Canadian things, Andrew. You should <laughs> okay. like Canadian things, otherwise, you wouldn't have Riverdale.
0: Boom, mic drop. Who ever said I liked Riverdale? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this why you have 10
1: listeners for this podcast? (laughs) You're like, it's a Riverdale podcast, but we hate Riverdale. It's
2: a Riverdale podcast. There's one guy that doesn't like it, there's one guy that doesn't watch it, and the other person does research to show it's stupid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is fair.
0: Yeah, we're a very antagonistic podcast. Um, We mostly fight with our listeners. Uh, We're a public
3: service podcast. We're warning people against bad media.
2: Right. And bad like, media. All public jingle service
0: jangle. Warnings were completely ignored. <laughs>
3: um, no, we're so, pro yeah. jingle jangle. Oh,
0: okay. pro pro,
2: gl- pro glamour jags. Oh,
3: Anti.
0: Uh, okay, guys. So, Scream was a movie that was released in 1996. It is a film that is a horror picture. Let's talk about it and not have any more weird references to Riverdale. <laughs> on this Riverdale art, podcast. On this Riverdale podcast. Um, yeah. So, so, folks,
1: I like Scream. Each I thing, love scream. I know it's a controversial statement.
0: <laughs> okay, but do you think it should have been named Scary Movie, yes or no? We'll go around the horn.
1: Uh, it's hard to say in hindsight, because Scary Movie is it really its own thing now, so it's hard to think back to a time when Scary Movie didn't exist. So I'm going to say no.
0: Fair, fair.
2: How plead you, Adam? Uh, I think no, and my reasoning is that um, Scary Movie, as its title, is kind of that meta idea, and I feel like because they released it around Christmas and it didn't really have followers until the build-up after a few weeks, people would have been like, What? That's not a good horror movie name.
0: (laughs) Okay. like People people become sh...
2: Yeah, people people got drawn in and then found out that it's a lot deeper than it uh, appears on the surface.
0: Well,
1: yeah, because it wasn't sold as a meta no. horror comedy by any stretch. It was sold as a conventional slasher. Except to the MPAA. Okay.
0: Peleska, okay. any different opinions?
1: Oh, right.
0: oh yeah, the
1: <laughs> MPAA. Uh, they're a bunch of Christian assholes, so who cares what
2: they think?
3: Yeah, I prefer Scream Over Scary Movie just because I don't think they should have. Push the meta angle as much as they ended up doing later on in the series, to its detriment. I think. <laughs> but yeah, oh, hey, scream okay. is a it's a catchier name.
0: <laughs> good to know. Good to know. I like uh, I like all those opinions. We'll get into Maybe. it. Yeah, we'll get into it. Speaking of the MPAA, has any? Am I the only one here who's actually seen the director's cut? It was only released on LaserDisc.
3: Then yes, you're the only person <laughs> in the world who has seen it.
2: Uh, only person <laughs> under like 38.
0: Okay, Joe, have you seen the director's cut at all? <laughs> Wow. <laughs>
1: Shit. Way to call me out for ages in here. <laughs> uh, I have not seen it, but because I've listened to the director's cut, I have an inkling of what's in there. Like, it's basically just a little bit more gore.
0: Yeah, oh. it's well, it's it's interesting because um, scenes that are kind of, like, iconic from watching it growing up are slightly different. Like, when you first see Casey Beckert, like, hanging – and there's that like really interesting like zoom shot that's like really janky and weird that's because in order to get it in and okayed by the mpaa they had to like literally remove frames from that and then like edit it all weird so like as such that always is like super iconic to me so then watching it in the director's cut where it's like the slower pan in was like really interesting because i was like oh this is like a nice twist on a movie i've seen so many times before but i think unlike so there are certain i i don't think scream is all about the gore necessarily so like the director's cut is not drastically different it's just a little bit more of seeing exactly what kind of effects work they did which is still pretty cool but it's not as essential as say if you're trying to find like a friday the 13th movie that's like edited out a bunch of the gore right cuz you come to those movies for the gore where scream is more for the characters so mm-hmm. The director's cut is not as drastically different. I'm just, I am a little surprised though that it has kind of been lost on Laserdisc um, because you'd think a movie this famous and important, the other cut would be more readily available. Um, It's true,
1: but if we're still thinking about Dimension, and unfortunately the Weinsteins, they do have a pretty tarnished history of either losing or fighting with directors. So the fact that they have lost or misplaced some footage or just not bothered to give a shit and release it for people to consume is not surprising to me.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think uh, that's a good point also in just talking about how old these Blu-rays are. Like, mm-hmm. they have not reiss- – like, I think they really do need to do another pass on upgrading this material. Maybe see if, uh, you know, like a Shout Factory or someone can get the rights and, like, really give a proper restoration for these films. Because they look good. Like, they don't – they're not bad-looking Blu-rays. But every time you start – at least my Blu-rays, because I am Blu-rays, of course, because I'm a nerd. Uh, as soon as I start the Blu-rays, it goes – Coming soon, look at the amazing Blu ray phenomenon. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> High definition 1080p! And you're I like. mean, that has its own charm, though, I think.
1: Better than HD DVD. Uh, it does,
0: but then when you realize you just put.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. <yeah.
0: laughs> it does have its charm until you put four movies in one after the other and continuously have to skip the no, whoa, look at this amazing Blu-ray. And I'm like, yes, yes, I get it.
1: Jeez. I just love the fact that they're trying to sell you on Blu-ray on your Blu-ray disc. Like, bitch, I've already <laughs> never, made the upgrade. That's how I'm watching it.
0: it. At that I point, they're just bragging. It. I yeah. guess they are just bragging. But, like, if I put in a 4K Blu-ray now, it's not like, whoa, 4K resolution, bro. Isn't this way better watch me do a kickflip? Like, it's just like, no, it's just... Just is your
2: name Kyle? Are you alone? That sounds like Kakuri. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have no friends?
1: 4K. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: at least that's what I say. I'm a little puppet. I have a friend, I have a little puppet. Little puppet. It's okay, this
1: is why you have a cat now. So you can turn to the cat and be like, what is up with this commercial? <laughs> Am I right?
0: <laughs> I uh, you joke, but I have many times ran over plot inconsistencies with my cat while watching movies. Now I, I need a cat. Just, I basically just turn to him and be like, "She could have got out of that door. What is happening in this movie? She could have got out." But anyways, that's ridiculous.
1: Jughead's like, "Good point. They Maybe nailed her." If you die and I don't have food,
0: oh, <laughs> Jughead's dreaming. I see him doing little twitches. Maybe he's dreaming about eating my face. You can have it. I won't need it when I'm dead. Um, Aw. So... He just growled at me. He's he's impatient. He He doesn't want to wait.
3: (laughs) Is this going to be your last podcast recording?
0: Because I have some Uh. things to say.
1: (laughs) 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 Save it for the eulogy.
0: I have some hot takes about Andrew's life. (laughs) Um, uh, If not now, then when? Eight (laughs) river punches. Guys... Nice. (laughs) Eight river punches? Come on, at least give me ten. That's rude. Um, rude. I'll give you Um, 5,000
3: river punches. I'll give Jughead 5,002.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Um, Joe, this train is getting derailed rather quickly. Uh, What do you think uh, of the first movie in the franchise? So, to me, the first
1: film is iconic. I think, I mean, it's a bit obvious in hindsight, but... It does what it sets out to do so well. I think that's one of the reasons why people continue to flock to it and they talk about it, you know, despite the fact it's going on. Like, we're coming up on 25 years in, like, two years at this point. So I think... It's got that iconic opening scene with Drew Barrymore, which people still talk about as, you know, like the best short horror film that you've ever seen. It just happens to open a feature. And then we've got great character work. We've got a bunch of different deaths that continue to resonate. And then, of course, the meta-commentary that, you know, people like Valeska can love to hate because of what it sort of does to horror in the next decade.
3: Okay, first of all, I don't hate the commentary in the first one. I just think it gets a little a bit heavy handed in the third one.
1: Right. Yeah. But I mean it spawns an entire generation of kind of wisecracking films that unfortunately don't have the same handle that Kevin Williamson does. So I you think don't,
0: you, don't we... you dare say a bad thing about Valentine. You
1: <laughs> <monster>. <laughs> Having just rewatched it, I can say that not all of those jokes land.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a fucking understatement of a year.
1: Were there <laughs> jokes in
0: that movie? Anyways, continue. <laughs>
1: Well, actually, that's kind of the thing. Valentine's <laughs> not the best example, because it's actually trying to be an 80s slasher film, so it's paring back a lot of the meta-commentary, but, uh, oh you God. know, stuff keep like Urban Intel- Legend keep
0: is... Keep your intellectual discussions to another podcast, okay?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'll just go back. I'll back. I'll go back to my corner.
0: We're
3: just here to talk about Gail's hair.
0: Bangs, most specifically, but... Not in um, this one. Well, Gale's the
3: highlights are actually kind of... Uh... No, not
0: yeah,
1: in nice this like... one, but... <laughs> You can trace the genesis of the franchise based on Gail's hair, which is also, by the way, Sydney's hair, because they have the exact same haircut in every film except for three where, you know, the unfortunate bangs come into play. <laughs>
0: we'll get into Bang Gate soon. We can't get that right off. I really
3: it. like Sydney's hair in three, actually.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah, Sydney Sydney does have good hair in three. Um. Yeah. So that's a good point, uh, Adam. What do you think of Scream, this original movie? I mean, you you keep advertising hot takes, so I just expect to go to you and be like, "It is a garbage movie." Hello, be hot take machine. Yeah,
2: Scream One's the worst one, obviously. Uh, no, I. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna start that fight. Um. Yeah, Scream One is and then one the of internet those. Burned down. <laughs> Scream One of those is like so like it defined the rest of the film. So it's it's kind of like saying your favorite Star Wars is Star Wars or, or something of that like. It's, all it's right, not... All
0: right. It's It's Calm not... Down.
2: Like, it <laughs> defines what it's doing, as Joe mentioned. It has fantastic temporal logic, which you don't get in a lot of horror movies, where you can sit and break down each scene, try and figure out which one of the killers is which once you figure out the twist. It has... Um, amazing like simple dialogue like the characters aren't trying to do jokes they are just people that are making jokes because they are relating to each other um yes they have an obscene knowledge of horror and uh that's kind of one of my favorite things about the scream series is i just want to live in a world where i can make weird horror references and everybody's like oh you're normal and fine um
1: (laughs) i think that's what we have this outlet for right (laughs) yes that is
0: uh, twitter i I don't think anyone thinks that randy is fine like i don't think any of the characters think randy is fine they literally be like randy shut the fuck up listen we're all a
3: bunch of randy's here so show some Uh, respect
1: i think (laughs)
0: excuse me i'm a dewey thank you very much Oh, you wish sweetie. you were a Dewey. No.
2: <laughs> oh, honey. No. Wait. Um, <laughs> I think the, like, two, two of the greatest moments maybe ever are, you know, watch out behind you, Jamie, uh, and just the, like, amazing use of the delay on the tape. Oh, um,
1: uh, that 20-second delay.
2: Yeah. It's... Yep. It's kinda like, I
0: love I love the moment where he realizes it. That's he, the best part. Like where he like realizes the delay and he's like, Oh, I'm about to get stabbed and then gets back.
1: RAP Kenny. Move <laughs> your fat tabelard ass.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, how many times do you turn to your friends and say, She's no Sharon Stone? Or uh, you know,
0: He hit I, me with my phone. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. What kind of friends do you have where you just like objectify every woman who passes by? She's no Sharon Stone. No, well, no he's just, just talking about
1: their mothers.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Duh. <laughs> well when like, I'm like Andrew, while I... you
1: were peeing, we were talking about your mom and saying, Well, she's no Sharon Stone.
2: Anytime I'm was watching was that a dated reference even then? Yes. Uh, when I was <laughs> anytime I, I'm watching. I always feel yes. like yes. Yes. Anytime I'm watching uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, I'm like, oh, she's no Sharon Stone. Rude.
0: Rude. That is rude. I
1: can honestly say that the line that I quote the most in my everyday life in terms of movie quotes is BAM, bitch went down.
3: BAM, bam. (laughs) bitch went down. In what context?
1: like literally every (laughs) car
3: you're making a souffle bam bitch went down like if i watch any tv
1: show where somebody gets punched or knocked out (laughs) i just turn to my husband and i'm like bam bitch went down. i mean get ready for i
0: know that every time joe tweets Get Every ready for th- single time Joe tweets. It's like bam, bitch went down and I'm like you just agreed with that person. Like what is going on?
2: <laughs> Get ready for 3 cuz I frequently quote my lawyer like loves that. Oh, yes. That's
1: probably <laughs> one of the best lines of that entire film. It is very mm-hmm.
0: good. It is it is very good. Liberal um, I'm trying to think of what I don't know if I do too many quotes from the movie. I don't really like do a lot of movie quotes off the top of my head, though. And also, my cat can't really understand movie quotes, so who am I going to tell them to? I have no one to tell movie quotes to. So that's yeah, uh, yes. probably best
1: not to communicate with coworkers in movie quotes because then they start to think you're a little weird.
0: Well, I mean, I'm always punching out my coworkers, though. What am I supposed to say after that?
2: that <laughs> Message <laughs> Lachlan Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> With your movie quote, yeah, get
1: Lachlan to come in for fifty-five dollars, and then you can punch somebody, and then just turn to him and be like, "Bam, bitch went down." And then you guys can like high-five.
3: If you want this to happen, I will start Ew. you a GoFundMe.
0: You? I don't want to high-five Lachlan Monroe. I mean, you can wear your Puro. quarantine gloves. <laughs> Not enough. Only if I have the Freddy Krueger gloves, then I can be like, ah, I can. Friday vs. Jason, even though you get killed by Jason, but I was there too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sc- <laughs> Scream 1 is a classic movie, and I love it, and it is always, I think it is probably at least in my top five horror movies of all time. I it's think. in my
3: top 40 for sure. Maybe
0: 30.
2: <laughs> Jeez! <Wow. laughs>
3: I've seen
0: a lot of movies, and I like them.
3: <laughs> It's not a slight against Scream. Scream is great. I've seen a lot
0: of movies and I like them, Valeska.
1: That's the title of her autobiography.
0: <laughs> and it's just, the whole book is just movie titles and goes, I liked
3: it. <laughs> and they're not even in any specific order, it's just movie titles.
1: Oh no, ranking is way too hard.
3: I can't even do a top 10 in like a two hour time span.
1: It's true, you That's did fair. struggle with that
2: last year.
3: I always struggle with it. Counting is hard, too.
2: Sleepless in Seattle is probably in my top 98 uh, rom-coms.
0: I'm Valeska. <laughs> <laughs> You're Valeska. Wow. Okay.
3: I mean, okay. I would put The Last Unicorn above that the in rom-coms, because it is basically Unicorn. a rom-com. Oh.
0: And my life. Uh, I forgot the lyrics and then just what were you saying intrams. i was trying to sing last unicorn but i was supposed to be like the. doesn't he go like that melody alive, I'm oh free. yes and i he doesn't say up. i'm free but
3: oh, <laughs> 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 okay, <maybe that's> that. <laughs> the band is called america so maybe that's where
0: you got it from land of the free um, so how do we
1: feel about scream
0: 2 <laughs> oh come on i was about to be like speaking of people who butcher songs let's talk about scream 2 one of the greatest sequels ever made. Joe, what Mm -hmm. do you think of Scream 2?
1: All right, so I know that we're not going to do the debate and the ranking until the end, but I'm just on record that Scream 2 is my favorite of the entire Scream franchise. And to me, it's because it's not just a really, really great sequel, if not one of the best horror sequels ever made, but because it takes everything that works about the first film and then amplifies it. So... Well, I think the first film is iconic. The second film is, is giving eco-ic. you more for like it's more bang for
0: your buck. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, Adam, do you have hot takes? You kept saying you had a whole bunch of hot takes, but I have not heard any hot takes from you.
3: Wait till we get to three.
0: <laughs> Scream two. Adam, where's your hot takes? What okay. Do, what do you think? Scream you two is two? the worst you want one. Two to die?
2: Probably not as good as what? No. Um. No. I this one's not gonna be a hot take either uh i think scream 2 is great it's obviously a critique of sequels they pointed out in the script um they question the logic of why it's happening again yeah. the mpaa they had to shoot this thing like ultra violent um so that they could cut back to a violent script but they went way too violent so it dials up the blood a lot um you have like ridiculous over like it takes everything from like general horror, like it, it adds the the mother character that's trying to get revenge for her son from uh of the Thirteenth. It adds Timothy Oliphant who is Chef Kiss, uh like doing Billy Loomis like times a thousand. Like he's just like cracked out version. He's just he's he's living the most energy I've ever seen. Uh and great, great opening, just fantastic. Um, and it, it's surprising that the killers are still compelling, even though they did the first one kind of again. And originally, the script um, Hattie or Hallie, I think, uh, the yeah. um, best friend was supposed to be the killer, uh, but they leaked the and script. Derek. Yeah, they leaked the script like two days after it was written. Uh, so they had to completely rewrite it. And I find as you go on in the Scream series, it's just a, a sad series of having to make do with all of these problems that keep happening, and they continue to elevate. Yeah.
0: That's good. Yep, yeah. no, that's uh, that's true. Um, a few little tidbits. Uh, Matthew Lillard is actually in this movie. Yes. He is in the, there's like a dance there's like there's like a party when they go to the like uh the i don't remember what the
1: story. is it the omega zeta? beta zeta
0: oh yes the omega beta zeta party he's actually in the background and you can see him for like a single shot they like pointed it out in the commentary and i was like what that's crazy and then i watched a um i watched the documentary still screaming and in it matthew lillard is talking about how he how a tmz like person came up to him and was like, "You're in Scream too. You're that one shot in the party." And then he's like, "Get a life, dude." And I was just like, "Yeah, okay. you are that on a podcast, okay, Matthew? All right. Well, you're in it, so it's not my fault for having eyes and ears, okay? Uh, because apparently he was dating Nev Campbell at the time. There you go. Ew. But I mean, for because there was rumors about. Well, actually, it's more than rumors. Like, they originally had planned for um, Stu to come back in part three. Um, I he think, got paid you know, for it. The seeds were sown, he, he did get paid for screen 3. Um, but they changed the script again because they just have script problems all over the place in all of these movies. Uh, and I think my favorite addition to the cast, and I think I think it's pretty genius how everything just kind of ended up being okay and working out, is I really think Cotton Weary brings a lot to to the movie, especially near the climax when he is such a wild card. You really don't know. Where he's gonna go, unless you've seen the movie twenty thousand times. But when you first watch it, you don't really know which way he's gonna swing, and there's that always that like little bit of a threat where it's like, oh, he could just completely go ham and just join up with the killers, even though he wasn't teamed up with them. And I think I, it's amazing that it's Liev Schreiber in Scream One in that like one footi- like one piece of footage of Cotton Weary like getting arrested in the opening to the first Scream movie. Uh, not sorry not the opening but it's like near the first half but they brought him back to reprise the role and it ended up being Liev Schreiber who was still a fucking amazing actor so like it was this really weird uh, like confluence of events that needed to happen in order for like Scream 2 to work out just as good as it did Um, uh, the the cast in general for this one is kind of nuts like everyone is in this movie yeah I love Uh, the cast for this one it's kind of yeah, crazy like, because
1: so many of them, like a lot of the people that we now recognize as famous were not actually famous at the time. Like Portia de Rossi was not super famous, Rebecca Gayhart was, like, I think this is the same year as Urban Legend comes out, so, you know, we recognize her still mostly as the Noxema girl.
0: And the person who has done manslaughter. Um, but yeah. God, it, so it was
1: one man. time, Andrew. One time.
2: <laughs> we all did manslaughter did back it. at I camp. One time,
0: okay.
3: Are we all going to be judged by our one manslaughter?
1: Yeah, I mean, no, do we no. talk about Brandy the same way?
0: I do. Brand Brandy? Who's Brandy? What are we talking about?
1: The singer oh, Brandy. She also has manslaughter charges against her. Oh.
0: Okay.
1: That's neither here nor there, though. Ferris That's not Bueller. I don't know who that. That's why I still know.
0: <laughs> Bueller. Bueller you're arrested um john landis is a murderer anyways uh so then scream 3 is uh comes out really quickly after scream 2 uh it's kind of like a surprise like how many years is there between 20 there's actually a longer time
2: because uh scream 2 came out a year after and then it was 26 months to scream 3 and then 11 years and
1: Valesky, you didn't even say what you think of scream 2
3: I liked it. I like it <laughs> slightly less than the first one. <laughs> I mean you guys covered basically everything.
1: I do want to highlight the fact that I think uh Screen Two has the second all time best chase sequence or like scare sequence in contemporary slasher history. So Witches. the first one is I Know What You Did Last Summer, the Sarah Michelle Geller sequence. And yeah. then in this film it's uh when they get trapped in the car and they have to make their way through the front seat over Ghostface's unconscious body
3: that is good
0: that is good that is that is a great scene that is a great scene adam give me your hot takes on scream 3 while i go to the washroom and don't hear them
2: (laughs) uh so uh, rethinking the the series uh in its in its context i actually think scream 3 is really great um Everybody hates it because it departs uh, from the formula in a lot of ways, and that's the loss of uh, Kevin Williamson. Um, there is some scripting issues because they switch writers a couple times. Um, there's Aaron Kruger, but then there's a switch to... i got to get her name right because I actually think that she likely added a lot of what makes the film like, gives it its proto-Me Too movement um, philosophy. And also, I think she wrote in a lot of the detail to the Maureen character. Not sure if she wrote the, you know, horrific violence against her, but it, it it was interesting to see the presence of a female writer and likely how that put things in context, because I think it has one of the best endings to a trilogy— whether that's earned or not is kind of up for debate. But yeah, the one thing that I will say that I really don't like about the third one is obviously, um, you know, Paris back its violence. and that's (laughs) No, I love them. Uh, Paris back the violence because of uh, Columbine. And there's, um, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have the same meta characteristic that the first one is so good because it's, you know, going through horror series and has that like perfect establishing of the series the second one calls out sequels and points out that they have to be heightened points out you know the the necessity of having like not repeating the same things the third one tries to do something with trilogies but it keeps referencing not horror movies it's like oh remember jedi remember other movies that are trilogy like remember godfather 3 and you're like what are you talking about this has nothing to do with horror anymore Um, and yeah, then the it actually f- starts
1: to fall into almost like a scary movie territory where you're like, you're not referencing the films that you should be talking about. You've cast too wide a net at this point.
2: Yeah, and it took, it's also, so weird because it came out like the same year as Scary Movie 3, right? Or sorry, Scream. Right before, so it was Scary Movie 3 in February and then Scream in July. So it's it's very weird that it is starting mm. to become its own parody at that point. Uh, when we get to four, I'm going to give a, a good pitch for why I think it's it's one of the better ones.
0: But... Oh, wow. Spoiler alert. Jeez, you should not spoil your opinions on things, okay? It'll be a warm tank. Wow. Somebody could have been betting on this. Somebody <laughs> could have been betting on this podcast and you just ruined their betting game. Um, well, you can put in like a little
3: bit at the front of the podcast just telling people to put their bets in.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'll be like, make sure you put your bets in early as to what hot take Adam will have. (laughs) If you correct, correct. If you guess correctly, then you will win. I don't know. Lachlan Monroe. To this podcast, (laughs) Lachlan Monroe. You will win, Lachlan Monroe. He'll come to your house. He's so lonely. He will come to your house. Just leave a piece of chicken outside your door. (laughs)
1: What? You can cook it or not. It's your choice.
0: (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Oh. Scream the three. Oh, uh, you know. Anyways, I, I knew that Mickey was the killer in Scream 2 because he didn't like Ewoks. Because he mentioned Return of the Jedi. They, they really suck. Oh, you're the killer. You just gave yourself away.
3: You're just saying that because you love Baby Yoda. You just want anything that can be sold to kids. No. You love capitalism, Andrew.
0: Well, I mean that much is true. Uh, that's why I'm constantly monetizing this podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed those five Casper ads before you got to this. Check the friendly Ghoster mattress.
3: <laughs> just the right sink and just the right bounce.
2: Oh
0: my goodness!
1: Sponsored by Devin Sawa's Casper mattress. <laughs> oh my
2: god! <laughs> For when you need to ruin a mattress, am I right, ladies and gentlemen? Ew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no takers, uh, no one.
2: All right, Just
0: so, me and Devin yeah, Sawa. Then. so I thought Scream 3 is, I think Scream 3 is a little underrated myself. Um, I think that it's at very least an enjoyable movie to watch, and I think the it does not match the quality of the other two films, uh, in the franchise uh, to that point. I think the most enjoyable people. part
3: is Parker Posey.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Parker Posey's great. I like when she does the little hop into the arms of old muscly man, (laughs) Patrick Warburton. That's his real name, not old muscly man.
1: (laughs) I feel like the funny thing about Screen 3, I mean, it it gets a lot of things wrong. And Adam, I think you're right. Part of it is the tonal shift. Like, you go in expecting Kevin Williamson voice, and what you end up getting is a kind of confluence, like a mishmash of different people's voices that don't always work. But... I think the film has actually found its footing over time and in a way obviously it became a lot more prescient because of what yeah. has happened in Hollywood recently but I think part and of the who issue is was... Sorry
0: like that's other... the and who made this movie mm-hmm. being one of like who like the Weinstein's are all over this franchise which yep. is kind of always a bummer when you listen to behind the scenes things like for example Apparently, the only reason uh, K- Carrie, uh, Carrie Fisher cameos in this movie is because of Weinstein uh, influence. So um, things like that kind of happened because they were kind of messing around with the, the film and adding whoever they want. But um, when you think about like what this movie really is about—about about, like Hollywood, like destroying an actress and like abusing her and all of that stuff—and um, to be made by the Weinstein specifically little human little fucking trash bag uh harvey weinstein um it kind of puts the movie in a different light like it's just like it's a weird it's a weird movie because it like it then to me it just like has a whole bunch of questions like so is this like how much of this was an open secret this whole time was this intentional or did this kind of just all happen and like this is an old trope even in Hollywood that this happens, and you just put it into this story of modern context, or did you know more? And this was talking about it a little bit. Yeah. I feel like nobody is gonna answer that,
2: but no. it makes you think. Maybe somewhere down it
0: the makes,
1: line, when we get like a 50th maybe. anniversary, like 16k DVD release,
3: and <laughs> we finally get that next Blu-ray
0: release. <laughs> Yo bros, have you seen sixteen K? Whoa, whoa. It comes right at your face and then slaps you, Just to know you're extreme. Real knives come out of your TV and give you little tiny cuts. Um yeah, so sixteen K can't wait. Um yeah, so that's Scream that's scream that's Scream five scream. Stream. Uh, anyone else have any Anyone else have anything to say about Scream Three, positive, negative, or indifferent? I would
1: just say if people haven't seen it in a while, it's worth checking back out, because I think a lot of people have an idea of what the film is in their mind, but they haven't actually seen it in, like, a very long time. So That's true. That, It also helps if you watch it and don't—I know it's hard, but if you don't compare it to the two previous films, like, if you can take it on its own terms, it's still a really highly enjoyable film, like— the cuts are evident, the script issues are evident, like it's the least successful in all those regards. But in terms of an enjoyable film, it's it's still really
0: good. Right, and and what really gives it the push for Joe specifically is his love of Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Uh, he is Ugh. the hugest, hugest <laughs> Viewer's universe fan I've ever met always you know you go out to dinner with him he's got this little hockey jersey on he's like look at me i'm just like kevin smith
1: it's true <laughs> backwards cap and all i she basically loves just talk
0: yep exactly and and, <laughs> and, and when he does he, uh, he always puts snoochies in front of every sentence he says i know like it was a bitch editing this podcast because i had to edit out so many snoochy boochies but uh let me tell you i got it done so <laughs> patting myself on the back
3: i will say that i like the uh woodsboro movie set i thought that was clever
0: i think it's yeah, probably the film's
1: best set piece
0: yeah definitely and they and the, there's a lot of little details in it that i think are pretty impressive because like i think you can literally see like rose mcgowan's character Tat- so i think you can see tatum's body in like one of the shots like where they recreated the mm-hmm. scene for the return to woodsboro kind of stuff which is uh which is kind of cool there's like there. The little extra details that they put in, and uh here's a weird thing: it doesn't it doesn't it more closely resemble Woodsboro than even four does in a way, because like four was filmed. We'll get to four in a second, but four four was filmed in a different location yeah. than the first movie, mm-hmm. because uh, Scream One had a lot of issues with like the high school where they filmed. Like if you watch the credits for Scream One. Uh, At the very end, they go, and no thank you to the school board of, like, wherever they filmed because the school board was just, like, a total dick when they were trying to film and made them, like, have to switch a whole bunch of locations and, like, do a whole bunch of, like, crazy stuff for the original Scream to make it all work. So they didn't really have access to a lot of the same locales that they did when they filmed the original. And they actually made Scream 4 in Detroit, which is just kind of crazy because it's supposed to be set in, uh, you know la well not la sorry california california but you know anyways before we um, leave so three can we
2: talk about yeah. creed and the fact oh that God. not only is oh it God. an all like an all creed soundtrack but they're like creed posters <laughs> in her fake room
0: it's the yeah. best i hate it yeah. so much <laughs> they've literally made, imagine creed dying made a to song.
3: a creed song imagine dying to creed think about I
1: that can, i, I can mean it's one sp- up above dying to nickelback
0: i'm pretty sure that's how adam wants to die like i think that's like in duly his, noted yeah. like if he's like on his deathbed you just like gotta come and you'd be like with arms wide open that's creed right <laughs> or is that somebody else that is creed yep <laughs> okay why do
1: i know that oh god what have i done Aha. with my life
0: that was me tricking you into admitting you like Creed. That was the whole
3: point of this episode. We've I'm done it, you guys. We I'm did it.
0: Holding. Now I can take I'm Now I can take off my mask and go, <laughs> It's me, Lachlan Monroe, and I'm here in quarantine with Lachlan and we're
2: talking to Joe. <laughs> Lachlan Monroe kills Valeska to Creed?
3: <laughs> oh my god, yes. That's the only way I want to go. I hate myself. <laughs> oh no
1: and the downloads for the podcast just skyrocket
0: (laughs) (laughs) wait you think i'm gonna release that as an episode of the podcast you're think gonna be like sitting there recording her die well it's a snuff cast
1: yeah it's all heard (laughs) over the scream of a 911 call
0: (laughs) yeah it's got dark one of those yeah, this, this definitely got dark. Can't wait to start the snuff cast where we interview and review all the latest and greatest snuff films. Well, this I mean, might basically, be my favorite episode. Well,
1: baby,
3: basically, <laughs> that's Robert what Scream
1: 4 is all about, yep. right? Like, they're inadvertently trying to make a snuff cast.
0: Wow,
3: that's true. Wow. That's a great segue.
0: That is a great segue. Too bad we're going to talk about Scream 3 for another five minutes. No, it's <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. <sighs> Adam, fine Adam, I'll
1: talk about so. Kelly Rutherford for a fucking yeah. Cotton.
3: I love Kelly Rutherford <laughs> that um, was one of my hey. biggest comments when watching
2: do you guys think that uh, the starting with cotton like I liked it um, but do you think it would have been better I if he escaped out through like he tries to escape through the um, roof uh, like there's a, a, a opening ceiling uh, and that cut was in there and then they decided it didn't work
0: but it looks pretty good Hmm. Hmm. I mean, okay. I'll have to go back that.
3: and look at that.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna look at that, but I'll think about it. Um, I think I was just
3: too traumatized by the death of Lily Vanderwoodson at that point.
0: <laughs> R.I.P. Lily Vanderwoodson, a name we all know.
3: It's Gossip yeah. Girl.
2: <laughs>
0: XOXO. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know you love it.
0: I did. I used to watch Gossip Girl. I'm not gonna lie. I used to watch it. I used to be a lonely teenager who just watched Gossip Girl and didn't talk to anyone. Nothing has really changed, other than my age.
3: Oh, you Gossip like Gossip Man. Girl? Name three Vanderwoodsons.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, there's Hudson McGoodson. Hudson McGoodson Vanderwoodson. There's Lachlan Monroe Vanderwoodson. Um, and Scream 4, Woodson, which is the next thing we're talking about, uh, and, uh, that was a movie that came out in 2011. Wow, guys, we're in the 2010s. Uh, in a lot of ways, watching this movie again today, before the podcast, I was kind of struck how Scream 4 is, like, the trial run to Halloween 2018, I think it works better than that movie as a whole, but I think that where the idea of revisiting uh, horror icons, like, after a considerable amount of time, and the ways that they would kind of reintroduce and re uh, the ideas of having nostalgia versus, like, moving on and moving forward as a genre and as, like, a, a person... Uh, and revisiting a lot of our horror heroes and heroines. I think, in a lot of ways, Scream 4 was ahead of the curve in talking about that. It it certainly didn't have the amount of influence, but I—because now every horror movie— like, they made a fucking leprechaun movie where they tried to make it like it was fucking Halloween 2018.
1: Well, I guess when you debuted uh, almost $100 million at the box office, you, again, changed the way that the genre reacts, right? Unfortunately, the biggest problem with horror is they're... Yeah, because the problem with the horror genre is that they're always chasing after money because you can make these films on the cheap and you can make a shit ton of money. So anytime something breaks big you just get this slew of really kind of sad sack imitators. And I think one of the things that the Scream franchise has done well is that no one entry ever really mirrors the other ones. Like, they're always sort of trying to do their own thing so that they can stand a little bit apart. But unfortunately, I don't know. I'm constantly surprised that Scream 4 didn't connect financially
0: yeah i'm 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 kind of surprised now i don't know about where horror comes at uh like what was the most popular horror franchises of the time is that like smack so, dab in the middle of the saw essence no or... um
2: at, by then you'd gone through all of torture porn you'd gone through all of j horror and k horror you were hitting insidious in 2011, so you've got supernatural oh. horror, and oh. the th- Scream 4 is oh, so really like, good. Oh, like,
0: House is, like, coming through, like... And, but they're,
2: they're trying to hit, like, they're trying to... They point out, obviously, torture porn, but they're way past it. They point out, like, you know, they're like, oh, well, everybody seems to be concerned with, like, filming. It's all found footage. But they don't... Like, they don't fully integrate it, and they obviously can't do the supernatural thing. Uh, I almost feel like... A worse script would have pulled, like, a Brahms the Boy 2 and just been like, oh, now it's Supernatural, but really it's not. It's a, you know it's not supernatural in this case would have been the way to try spoiler for brahms the
0: boy Two. what the hell you just spoiled that movie now i know it's (laughs) not another person living in a wall Uh,
1: (laughs) i i think he actually just saved you the
0: time no now (laughs) i want to see it now i want (laughs) to see it i didn't want to see another musty man in a wall but now i'm like hey if it's a ghost doll fuck it it'll party i'm down i'll watch it Um, so really, Adam, just another part of my life that you've ruined. I mean, (laughs)
1: it's just a Jared Kushner doll who
2: has, (laughs) like, (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, we could actually
3: watch it for the podcast, considering I think they cast Julian as Brahms this time.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a joke for all you Riverdale fans, all one of you listening, and it's Valeska listening again while she's... Uh,
3: it's not then. so much a joke for the co-hosts who have no idea what I'm talking about.
1: Literally
0: no Sorry, idea. Sorry, guys.
3: Could not care. Riverdale has a The Boy plotline.
0: Of course it does. <laughs> yeah, part of, like, incest babies and stuff, like, burger It's a whole thing. Like <sighs> it's a whole thing. Riverdale whole is whole thing. basically,
1: like... <laughs> riverdale is kind of what the scary movie franchise became <laughs> Where it just apes like it eats culture and like regurgitates
2: it f- but it's
0: i feel like quality. it's more like glee it without singing and with more crime uh, somebody's never got a glamourge egg in their lifetime
2: so.
1: uh, i'm sitting on gins. one right now
0: yeah okay uh whatever. What do you think of uh, Scream 4, since you're just gonna sit here and make fun of Dale? So I defended
1: Scream 3 by saying that it was better than people remembered and that they should give it another shot and I feel like that actually goes double with Scream 4, because it came out, and I think a lot of people were... It got unfairly criticized because it felt too retro by the time it came out in 2011. Like, it was the way that we weren't doing slashers anymore, as Adam just clarified. But I think it's actually really ahead of its time, and this is a film that's actually aged even better than Scream 3 because we literally have become people who videotape everything. Like. Witness the rise of Snapchat and TikTok and all of these other things. Like, you know, I've just said two things and they're probably already outdated by the time this podcast comes out. But Scream 4 has all of that in it. And then I think if even if you don't like all of that shit, even if you don't like all the cuts that the MPAA made, even if you think the screenplay doesn't make any sense because it just got absolutely butchered, you've still got kind of an all-time performance by Emma Roberts, who I, on the record, don't really like most of the time. Oh, but her oh. big reveal in this film as the killer is like up there with Laurie Metcalf from Screen 2.
0: Wow. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think she definitely kills it. And uh, we love you, Emma Roberts. Okay, <laughs> oh, and
1: also I want special. a Kirby spinoff. So if they do make a fifth one, I really want Kirby to come back
3: oh they
0: kirby's my favorite about, i love yeah Kirby. they talk about in the uh in the commentary how one she literally did have a contract that says she could not die so that's amazing they, <laughs> so they made it so that like she could come back and also like and also like west in the like in the commentary west Craven's like so is this true because like nobody told me about that and and then she's like yeah no i was not supposed to die on screen and he's like well We still see you moving when they leave you, so you could still be alive. And then she's like, Yep, I could still be alive. So they pretty much like all but talk about how. uh, The door is open. (laughs) "Yeah, Yeah, the door is totally open. And especially given like Dewey got munched and crunched in like the first three movies and like he somehow keeps coming back and surviving. So if Dewey can survive, Kirby can survive. And honestly, like she such a refreshing character and such like a refreshing characterization of like of a horror nerd right mm-hmm. like it's it's really i think i really wish that that character got another moment or another movie uh so that she could kind of really shine uh even more so because like i think it's is a really unique portrayal and it seems like a lot more honest right because like that's what kind of it is now that's what all the cool podcasters are horror nerds right like it's just it's cool to be a horror nerd now. Who are you trying to convince? <laughs> not, I'm not cool. Yeah, see, <laughs> none <laughs> of us are
2: Randys. Nerd, All of us are Kirby's.
0: <laughs> no, I'm di- I'm discount Randy. Like, I'm that fucking nerd dude from this movie. Ew, who gets, uh, you're like who expired chocolate sh- Randy? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm expired <laughs> chocolate Randy, and nobody cares that I get shot. I know where I stand in this game, okay? I'm not trying to say I'm cool. I'm saying other people are cool.
2: You haven't done a British accent for no reason yet. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, that's true.
2: It uh, would have been a good
1: one, too.
0: <laughs> I feel like we should have done some line readings. This podcast is over. This podcast <laughs> is over. That accent ended the podcast.
1: For the record, wow. I can do a better accent than that. That was deliberately bad. <laughs> Just, How about and you really? cannot yeah. edit that out. I will do it again if you try to edit it <laughs> out.
2: I want to hear your Australian I, accent?
1: Oh, no, that one's terrible.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: As opposed to the one you just did. Right. Exactly. Good day governors. Okay.
1: Can we also talk about how this can we also talk about how this film, more so than any of the other screens, is populated by really amazing female actresses?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, no, that that's true. That is true. Like uh, even like little roles like Allison Bree as the publicist just like kills it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love Marley Shelton so... as Deputy yes. Judy. Yeah, I just love Marley Shelton. I mean, there's so an good. actress
1: who deserves better. Like mm-hmm. when does she get her due?
0: That's true. that's true. I, I do think that occasionally some of the kills in this movie get a little too hammy for me like especially like Anthony Anderson when he gets like stabbed in the forehead and then he has like the final line yeah. and then he falls over I and, don't care for well, it him, also, him and okay. Adam
1: Brody I'm like why are you two in here
0: yeah that's just weird um, Adam Brody Although, should be in everything i was about to say um this is a pro adam brody podcast sorry i didn't how dare you
3: it's not that i don't
1: like him i just don't think he fits in this movie because there's nothing for him to do and i appreciate again that's probably the scripting issues but also Mm -hmm. valeska i see your residual jennifer's body love and i challenge it you challenge it yes because i think that's why you love adam brody
3: Uh, um i think you're forgetting a little thing called the oc
1: uh bitch no i did not (laughs)
3: I was hoping you'd make that joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for setting me up.
3: You're welcome.
0: I liked the movie. That This is the movie I liked. Um, what do we think
1: of the opening sequence? Because I did feel oh, like I it could don't. be very off-putting if you're not ready for that meta on meta on meta on meta.
0: I I think I I go back and forth every time I watch it. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I like it. I can't really get a good grasp on what I feel. I
3: like I, it, but I get bored partway through. But I still appreciate what they're trying to do with it.
0: I honestly
2: think the major problem I have with Scream Four is that they've run out of commentary to make. I mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think like, there's no four
1: commentary, right? No,
2: <laughs> Kevin Williamson by then was kind, I feel like he was done with horror, per se. He was moving on to, like, The Follower, like, his TV show. Ugh. Like, he, he wasn't okay. really, AKA like, Scream
1: 3, the TV show? Pretty
2: much. Okay. Okay, uh,
0: guys, before we get too far into this, we're talking about the lack of commentary. I have to ask, where the fuck does the gay people survive horror
2: I hated it. <laughs> that was a, a new one,
1: one to me. From?
0: I don't understand, like, but I don't know where it came from, though, because, like, I don't really recall that being a trope. It's anywhere, not. It's a not joke. It's
2: supposed to be, I guess, pointing to the fact that, like, all tropes are reversed. So if a group would get killed, then they won't get killed in the new movies. But there's literally n- no version of that that's ever existed. And the joke falls very flat when the character, like, tilts his head. Like, this, like the scream, like, it, it just doesn't make any sense and i feel like the only thing i always
1: took it as a bit of fantasy
0: oh okay maybe yeah i can see maybe it's a bit of fantasy Mm -hmm. that's a nice
1: idea i mean i i agree with adam i don't think it works but i i always got the impression that it was well these films almost never have queer characters in them, or at least not publicly out characters. So the joke is that, haha, he is secretly gay, which is something where you're just like, okay, well, it's twenty fucking eleven. You could have made him gay the whole movie, and that would have been fine.
0: But oh, then, you think he, you think that's him actually saying it? Because like, I, I don't think so at all. I think, so all. I think it's a to like not.
2: It's die. a glasses it joke. A joke. It's like it you like wouldn't a kill joke. a guy with glasses, and then he puts on glasses. Like that's I think the way they play it sadly
0: yeah
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah and, but like let's be real i would kill a guy with glasses right <laughs> like glasses you know you know every time you see a person in glasses you're like murder like, wow. <laughs> it depends are they How also many of us are wearing glasses are they also right gay now?
1: and wearing glasses because then it's like no, no no
0: no 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 i did not say that i just said glasses <laughs> and Andrew got canceled. Um uh, I will now, say to be fair, uh, in order to get canceled, you have to be somewhat reputable or have somewhat of a culture rule impact. So, I think I'm safe. Scream 4 Anyways, does Adam what were you going to say? Scream, Scream 4 does stuff.
2: do like um I think it does one of the best versions of critiquing the reboot. Um because there's not like you know everybody knows that there's like these new reboots and as um Joe pointed out like you know, and Andrew pointed out, it kind of is like a proto-Halloween 2018 where you take a character that was familiar to the audience, you bring them back, instead of killing them in the beginning, which is what they did with Jamie Lee Curtis in, was it H2O? They, they went no, the other way. Now it was a Resurrection. So they went the other way, and it was more of a, we have this character shepherding in the new characters. The thing that, you know departs and makes it a little different is instead because it's got the scream and it has to shock you i felt that the using the emma roberts character although it did re-interrogate and recontextualize the original so it is similar to that reboot idea of like you just remake the first movie but you change something slightly so that there is interest in that because uh, you're driving new audiences to the original material um, but, yeah, by the time they got to the hospital, I was I was completely checked out. I, I just didn't care anymore. Um, and, and it really...
0: What? But you have that amazing sequence of, of, like, Emma Roberts, like, destroying herself. It's, like, one of the greatest film sequences. I love it Oh, that so was much. before
2: She's the like hospital. Yeah, head. no, I, I liked the Fight Club beating herself up. I thought that was great. I thought using the fingernails... Oh, um,
0: gross you just oh it's from Fight Club ah, I didn't even think about Fight Club I hate that movie <laughs> Gross continue Ugh anyway you didn't I ruined that scene for Sorry me. I so thought bad. the like continue. it was
2: interesting that she was going through the things that people know from like true crime things like you know putting Uh, DNA under her fingernails Um, She ripped out some of her hair She cleaned the um, Fingerprints She shot a person in the dick Which wouldn't have made any sense to the police And the whole time I was like There's a lot of splatter problems here The police are going to look at this and be like There's (laughs) something wrong But um, yeah and it was weird hubris That she decided to stab Nev Campbell once Um, But yeah I mean it's fine before They get to the hospital Once they get to the hospital I felt like it was kind of that um languishing thing they do in horror movies where you're like okay w- we get it you uh, could just oh, end it
0: yeah
2: yeah yep yeah, yep yeah. so yeah four yeah, isn't i'm
0: actually my inclined to
1: agree i sorry adam go
0: ahead oh no i was
2: just gonna say four is not my my favorite one but i think it does sit in the canon and i like that um williamson comes back to kind of you know Uh, at least interrogate the the films again it's just it feels very uh much like it was tacked on kind of like the like the return of like jigsaw or or like one of those movies where you're like oh well now that the other horror trope is dead we can come back and look at ours because you're sick of that one so like paranormal activity was running its course by then so they were like why don't we try this again
1: Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with Adam. I feel like the hospital stuff feels tacked on. It's not just that it unnecessarily extends the film past the point of where you're kind of invested in everything. Uh, That whole scene was actually, it, it feels like it's directly lifted from the Black Christmas remake, which came out five years earlier, and let me tell you, is not good in that movie either.
0: Oh, wow. You guys are really ruining every scene in this movie for me by bringing up other movies that I really don't like (laughs) comparing it. Continue. Yeah, no, this is... Yeah, I can see where the parallels are coming.
1: But, I mean, really, that's, that's it for me. Like, I think that... Like, I remember when this came out in 2011, it had been, you know, it's 11 years after the last film, which people didn't have a lot of love for. Like, people had not gone back and recontextualized Scream 3 yet so I think the people who really liked the Scream films were very excited for this film it was Kevin Williamson coming back to the franchise Wes Craven was still there we had our original three so you know there's a couple of things that don't work super well Uh, but I think at the end of the day it actually sets the franchise back up to continue and it's for some reason this I think it's because it's trying to mix the old guard with this new cast as a potential spin-off property and it it just kind of feels like it's got one foot in the old trilogy and one foot in a new trilogy and as a result young kids didn't like it and then old fans for some reason just didn't come out so that's kind of the only reason I think it didn't do as well as it maybe could have
0: that makes sense no that's that's fair uh yeah i like scream 4 as a whole uh, i think it does some things really good i like the twist as far as who the killers are i thought that is really good and i think that kind of sells the movie for me mm-hmm. i think again nev campbell uh the her portrayal of sydney prescott through these movies are just amazing like even in scream 3 when people aren't a huge fan of the movie uh it's like i think nev campbell is always doing an amazing performance and I think you really kind of get sold for the emotional journey of the character and you really get the heart of the character as uh, as the movies progress and I think they do work well as a cohesive unit to talk about Nev Campbell as Sidney Prescott and her journey mm-hmm. like the idea that like she would try to move on but like forget about it in Scream 2, it would come back to haunt her so she would completely go into isolation in Scream 3 and then the end of Scream 3 is her kind of coming to terms with like Hey, I think everything's okay. I'm gonna leave the door open and like live my life, and then Scream Four is her kind of like going back out and being a more public persona, and then having to deal with that yeah. kind of aspect. So I thought that was really uh, a strong um, thing throughout the series, and I think that works really well.
1: Yeah, um, and as somebody who absolutely hated Halloween, like the new Halloween and what they do to jamie lee curtis's laurie strode uh i i quite prefer this take on overcoming trauma and dealing with it and actually turning it into a constructive thing but also wanting a certain amount of revenge
0: right didn't kevin williamson write h2o right like he did yeah yeah so so he had already done this with halloween which is kind of amazing and i think h2o does a much better job of having laurie strode address her trauma uh, and you know and also like come out and i think like i think that that is a much better way to deal with it and then he proves that he's got a good or at least a better grasp on it in this movie as well right so
1: yeah i don't think it like, hurts that like um Sydney is a she's a bit more of a nuanced character like we didn't really get to know too much about Laurie Strode and then obviously they hadn't spent a lot of time with her because she wasn't in any of the subsequent films for H20. I mean we get to know plenty about her but in terms of like you're not charting her narrative progression over three previous films in the way that you do with Sydney.
0: I think what's interesting about Scream as a franchise, because we're kind of wrapping up and going to talk about the franchise as a whole now and then do that little ranking where we just fight a bunch of times and then we all die. Um, we all <laughs> stabbed each other or something. I don't know. Um, I think what's interesting at, for Scream as a franchise is it's the one franchise where it, uh, ha- its main cast, the three main casts, like Sidney, Dewey, and Gale, are the returning characters. It's not the killers. Like The killers are not the main say it's like even in in saw movies like it's some convoluted bullshit guess what jigsaw's second cousin twice removed once built a bear trap and that's what killed your uncle right like they always do like the dumbest uh convoluted stuff to like keep the idea of the same killer in the fra- fabric of the franchise mm-hmm. and like always with like you know jason freddy pinhead all of them boys that little leppy boy who you just want to kick and throw into a blender and say get out of here leprechaun you suck uh, but they always bring him back and uh, i think this is one of the only franchise where the returning characters are the like the forefront of it other than i mean i guess maybe tremors i mean burt gummers and all those tremors sequels <laughs> but um, that... and andrew not
1: quite on
2: the same level. <laughs> I, I will say that one of the issues I have with Scream 3 is that your villain... Is that there's no Reba? <laughs> uh,
0: yes, no Reba <laughs> in it. Uh,
2: <laughs> which is sad. She would have shotgun him to death. Um, no, um, the problem I had with Scream 3 is they do that thing that never works in action films um where you you have this secret force that was behind all the murders and he literally says like you know it's the author of your pain thing from like james bond where it's like i was behind all of this the whole time and i i I trained billions too you're like fuck off yeah i always hate and they kind of did it in two also where like you had, like, enough connection, and it's like, oh, well, I, you know, talked to those guys, and, like, you're like, how did all these people meet? (laughs) There's just a serial killer like, online chat yeah, room. His
0: mom. His mom showed up. What do you think... Like, what do you mean I talked to those guys? Well, they say... Talk. yeah.
2: <laughs> but that's the thing. There's, like, a online serial killer forum in two. And in three, they're like, oh, by the way, a uh, secret movie producer who somehow became, like, a Hollywood elite director but also, while he was doing that, was planning a revenge murder. Like... Yeah, like,
1: it's why Roman deserves more credit. He was direct. <laughs> he was securing the director role of a major movie franchise while also backtracking and planning years worth of murders.
3: Get you a man who can do both. Exactly. Just
0: what Just wait. We all know that Jason Bloom is actually Jason Bundy, and this is all a big uh, hullabaloo for the revenge of Ted Bundy. Oh, God,
1: hard pass.
0: I mean, hard pass, of course, but. Um, yeah, okay, so what's everyone's favorite movie of the franchise? Uh, Adam, you really loved three as the best, right? Three is That's clearly
2: number my number one. Uh, no, I think yeah. it would probably go. <sighs> I might actually just go one, two, three, four, but it could be two, one, three, four. Um, yeah, I think my quote unquote hot take is that I think three is better than four.
0: Oh, that's a take. That's a take. All right, uh, Joe. You're gonna. What? What's your ranking?
2: I am two
1: one four three, but two one four three. But I should contextualize that. That I don't actually think there are any bad scream movies. No. So it's like two is amazing. One is like a notch below it, and then four is a notch below that, and then there's a slight gap, and then three. But I think they're all incredibly entertaining, well made, highly bingeable.
0: Right, right. And Valeska, I don't think you... I think we might actually have the same rank.
3: Mine is the same as Joe's, but swap two and one. I'll keep the spacing the same and everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, uh, I'm also one, two, four, three is my ranking.
1: Which I think is actually the most Um, common ranking.
0: Yeah, I'm a basic bitch, I know.
1: No, no, I mean, it's... It, it's fun to have the debates because people get so passionate about the distinction between one and two, which I think just communicates how, how feverish people are for this potential for this specific property. Uh, but also it, it speaks to how good both of those films actually are.
0: Right, I agree, but why do you think it is such a constant thing that the internet is constantly going back to this? I mean, we literally had like the Netflix Canada is just like starting this debate and we all had like me. I was like fuck off Netflix Canada. Hey, hey,
1: (laughs) you be nice to those two homos. They are
2: lovely.
0: (laughs) Oh, I will. Okay, now it's a hate crime. I didn't know anything about it. Stop getting canceled.
2: (laughs) Were they wearing glasses? Honestly, are you gonna kill them? Yeah, exactly. uh Uh, for me i
1: think for me uh, i think the reason that people get so impassioned about the debate between one and two um i think there's a lot of people who could never rationalize the idea that a sequel might be better Mm
0: -hmm. right okay yeah i I get it that makes sense that that's probably where a lot of that comes from is just that uh idea that like everyone wants to be randy and be like a sequel's never lived up to its original also by the way randy is right in uh scream 2 when he says that alien is better than aliens and terminator is better than terminator 2 bam uh that's my take wow really the, take those hot cake pancakes no no it's room temperature because it's the right temperature to eat um i don't know I don't, I don't, I don't terminator agree. 2 is
3: amazing
1: i was gonna say i actually think terminator 2 is better than terminator picture
3: a thousand percent uh,
1: yeah. come on you've got the hospital breakout sequence you've got a better finale
2: terminator 2 road is warrior is, is much better than because than it doesn't
1: Matt have Max. a pole in it but
2: mm.
1: oh yeah 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 fury road fury
0: is better Road's than, better than, than all, all of them, them. very true <laughs>
1: there we go well, there's the there's idea. a third entry that's better than all of its uh other no sorry that's the fourth fuck
0: fourth.
1: <laughs> i just <laughs> I overlooked you Thunderdome about, completely you
0: forgot about Thunderdome. <laughs> you went beyond the the Thunderdome. blaster is gonna come and get you uh i don't know why it's sang it like thunderball uh okay <laughs> i mean this was not nearly as heated there was no hot take pancakes served up this was pretty uh pretty civil discussion nobody's feelings are hurt um, maybe Adams are, but I don't think he has feelings, so that's fine. I got called wow. a Kevin
1: Smith in, like, enjoyer, and I totally refute that, so fuck all
2: y'all. Longclum and Rowe came How up. How dare you! It was the worst, and uh, I got told I have no feelings. <laughs>
0: All right, all yeah, right. we've all um,
3: suffered at Andrew's hands. This is
2: true. How Why weird is Andrew so mean to us? there was so just a bunch
0: us? of silence for like a minute, and then I kind of chimed back in. Uh, this weird, I'm, not, I'm sorry that there was just like a minute full of silence. Don't you so.
3: dare edit us out.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's almost like I'm talking to myself. It's uh, like, who else was even on this podcast? And it would um, have been a good
1: one, too.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You> <laughs> Turns know. out Andrew's just
2: ah. alone in an asylum right now. <laughs> just doing the
0: podcast. <laughs> Social distancing at its finest. Ah, asylums. Um, Adam, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can check me out. Um, I
2: write for Bloody Good Horror. I do um, a podcast called Space Lawyers Podcast where we talk about law and sci-fi. Um, I have a very active Instagram that's just bowties which is at
0: Bowy. cool cool so you guys can follow that if you want to Valeska is there anywhere on the internet that you want people to follow you
3: Um, as always on twitter at bitchcraftio follow or don't Um, also when (laughs) is this being published
0: oh you know Friday. This Friday. Okay. This so Friday, not... if
3: people want to join a watch party for the lighthouse, we'll be using Ooh. the daily scream house hashtag. Um, it's going to be anatomy of a scream and daily Grindhouse, house. And it's going to start at 9 PM. Eastern.
0: Sweet. So I'm going to actually release this Thursday now because I want to make sure that people can do that if they so wish.
3: Look, I'm changing you the chill. world.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are changing the world uh, Joe um, where can we find you on the internet if you presume that there is anyone who has listened this far into the
1: podcast fair enough uh, people can find me at beast on my remote that's the letter B and you can listen to my podcast horror queers uh, wherever you get your podcasts or you can follow the account for the show on twitter at horror queers
0: it is one of the best podcasts out there. So if you're at all interested in this podcast, probably listen to that one. And then you can just kind of, you don't have to listen to this one anymore.
1: We even have an episode on Scream Season 3.
0: Wow. So terrible. Oh my goodness. I mean, we also oh have goodness. episodes on
1: Scream 1 and Scream 2, You good You ones. do
0: also have a podcast where you talked about Riverdale as well.
1: This is true. Yes, I have a YA podcast called Hazel and Katniss and Harry and Star. And, yeah, I don't think we're quite done with Riverdale. Well, maybe. It depends on what my co-host says. But uh, I don't know. There's Riverdale-adjacent properties, as you have clearly demonstrated here. So there's always more opportunities to make that Riverdale connection.
0: Always more opportunities to watch more Riverdale-related material. (laughs) We're never going to stop, guys. You can't stop us. Uh, and if you so happen to like the podcast and are waiting for the people from the insane Asylum to pick you up and make sure that you're locked away forever, please use this time to rate us five stars on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. You can email us at mpodcastm, uh, that's actually our Twitter. That's not an email address, so you can follow us on Twitter there, or you can email us at milkshakesmimosas at gmail.com. Thank you, as always. Blame the CW. Bye! <laughs>
3: Bye. Bye.